Hey, Steve here. Everything we do on this show is completely made up and improvised. Nothing here is intended to reference any real life, very serious situations. We may be idiots, but we're not jerks. Enjoy the show. Dogs. Uh, I'm Dog One. I'm Griffin, and I'm Dog Two. And sup to uh, us is, I guess, what we just meant by that. And uh, welcome. And of this course. is the kennel, I guess, in this situation. Well, who's gonna let us out? Oh, they never answer that. They should have concluded that song. It leaves you it wanting is... answers. Yes, like a lot of songs, it leaves you wanting more, especially answers. Yes, this is Kill to Death. We solve murders. Of course, we love answers. And as that's what previously the show, touched upon. Yeah, that's what the show is all about. Yeah. Finding answers, finding the truth. We're truth seekers of sorts. Yes. Uh, if you've if you've seen the, hey, come on! This is a podcast studio. Oh. Probably probably couch lock. That was probably couch lock Fix, dropping plates. Fixing his couch. <laughs> Just shoving it full of plates. Uh, I am uh, I'm dressed up nicer than normal today. You can tell by the pictures. Oh, uh, it's because I'm I'm back from my internship. Me and Steve recently got hey. several internships each. Oh, I'm uh, I'm excited to start. Uh, yeah. Well, what? Uh, let's start what are, one. What? Let's talk about some of our internships. Yeah, Steve. What uh, yeah. are you, what are you I mean, doing? Obviously, we're very busy. I'm juggling three right now. How many do you have? I mean, uh, I've got three as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, That's- just, just hey, to be rule the same. of thirds. That's why we. That's there, why we did this. Yeah, internships. It's yeah. The rule of threes. Uh, you're gonna want funny internships. Yeah, I actually prefer uh, rule of thirds, which is how it was originally introduced. Okay, well, let's go with rule of thirds then. Rule of thirds, like, like, like shooting, uh, like uh, a camera. Rule of thirds. You want people on the on the line, the third line. You don't want them right in the center of the frame or too far to one of the edges. That's the rule of thirds. Yes. Which is what I've learned at my first internship. Which is at the shooting range. Okay, you're doing your in- one of your internships down at the shooting range. Yes, someone shouts "pull" and I throw a frisbee, and then oh, they you're shoot the at kind it. of catapult. I now, am why don't the they use the catapult? The ski because that costs more than an unpaid intern. And they said this guy's got an arm on him. They saw me pl- uh, playing softball. You've got two. Uh, yeah, they didn't even see the second one. They already hired. <laughs> you're me. hiding it behind your back. Yeah, and they was like, "Ha ha! Check out this!" And then they were like, "Wow, well, you're hired twice." So you throw two at once. Yes, and two shooters. And um, so obviously I'm a little sore today, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And you, I mean, you're in a full tuxedo. So what is what is Well, this? my internship, uh, I'm one of the uh, CEOs of CN Railways. Uh, that's Canadian National. Uh, they don't pay me, but it's great experience. Uh, you, you really get to learn the ins and outs that kind is of, so of funny the uh, railway business. I start Monday as a streetcar driver. Like one on one of those new streetcars, those ones that keep. Saying, Are they using interns to drive those? Yeah, well, they keep saying out of service because they're training people, and that's me. I'm gonna be one of those people on one of those out of service TTC. Uh, Just permanently in cars. a training streetcar. Yes, that seems it, a, the ones that run down Spadina. They are permanently training. Nice. Those new ones, you, they're just mirages coming down the street. And then we also have two more internships each, but we won't get into those because... Yes, rule of third. <laughs> yeah, we've got murder to solve, and we've already heard from our guest. Uh, so let's talk about today's murder. The victim, Chance McCaven, a horse jockey found dead when the race started and the gates opened. Today's guest, Gord Willing, a fellow jockey in the race. Gord! Um- 
Hello, it was very nice hey, to see you, Lothia. Thank you yeah, so big much. Big fan of the rule of thirds. I'm a big fan of streetcar driving, actually. Really? Some you say the streetcar car is the horse Window of the track. Window to the soul. Oh, well, they say that as well. Really? I mean, say, you can say literally anything about streetcars and it fits. Really? Yes. Do it. Uh, streetcar uh, is my wife. I say that all the time whenever I board one. I scream it into the streetcar. Everyone it, looks at me for a while, and I just keep screaming. Streetcar is my wife. Uh, it's a little bit is more dignified true? than that. I say, streetcar is my wife. And everyone oh, looks at me. Is, is it true? Is, is, I mean, I've tried. I've tried several times. Uh, the courts won't allow it for whatever reason. So are you married to a woman currently? Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of, I've tried to create a polygamous relationship with her and a, a streetcar. Uh, so it's put a little bit of strain on the relationship because she says Yeah, she's that. probably not. No, she's not into it at all. She's <laughs> very angry at me. And you don't think she'll warm up to that idea? No, it's been years. It's been years. It started off as a small, small little, you know, well, dirty talk type of situation. I'd, I'd imagine Ooh, she was Oh, tell me how you're going to board that streetcar. Well, I would imagine she's the streetcar. Oh, wow. Uh, and it got more and more uh, Would you bizarre. make her ding? Ding, uh, ding, well, ding. you know, I like to... If use, you know what I mean. Yes, I I, I, got, I brought her to orgasm several times. Oh, like, that's disgusting. What did you mean by ding? The ding noise. Oh, did you, make you her meant ding? it not as a euphemism for anything. No. No. Oh, well, I apologize. No, then like I did not make her that literally was ding. filthy, Gord. Well, you know what they say about Gord willing. He's willing to say anything. Uh, I like to say, that's my wife. Uh, and in what situation? About Gord. Oh, I thought you when you're making love to a woman, you like to scream, "That's my wife." <laughs> I like to scream that when and I'm then making I point love to down my, wife. my penis. You, your penis is your wife. Is yeah. that actually true? Uh, no, no, it's not. I'm married to a streetcar. Well, uh, oh well, congratulations. I'm very jealous. You have to tell me how you got that done because again, I've a lot of I obstacles. I will in my not. Wife. Well, that's fair. I, don't I would want, want you poaching my wife. Oh well, uh, you have to introduce me later. <laughs> if I don't want you poaching my wife, I'm still trying. <laughs> Cannot. Ever blame Gord Willing for not trying his hardest? That's what they say about Gord Willing. That's what they say about Gord Willing. That's what they say about most jockeys. Certainly tried as a jockey. You have a bunch of titles. You've Thank won you. uh, the Triple Crown of 18 course. times. 18 times in a row, actually. Which is now, so people, impressive. Uh, yeah, has anyone done that? Or are you tied with someone? I think that's. Uh, it's actually a six way tie. It is a six way tie. Wow. It's a six way tie. Actually, Who people are the tend other? to just go on. Consecutive eighteen-year runs of right. winning the entire triple. Crown. Well, was, it wasn't Chance one of the other six. Uh, he was. He was the one right before me. Oh, okay, yeah. So but, he'd been on an eighteen-year drought, and then <laughs> he. This was his comeback, as I remember it. Uh, he was. He was pretty excited about getting back onto another eighteen-year run. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was very excited. Yeah, seventy-five-year-old Chance McHaven returns to horse racing. Well, it you was, know, the, the the jockey's very important, of course, but a lot of it comes down to the horse. And as a lot of people don't know about horses, after eighteen years, they explode. So you ride a good horse for 18 years and it yeah. explodes and you have to start over so again. So he was on a new horse for so his comeback. a brand new horse and ooh, it, was a, it was a nice one. So tell us a little bit about your horse. How do you choose your horse? What kind of, what's that process like? Well, it's a lottery. It's a lottery and we all play. Oh, so you buy like a lotto max ticket at a convenience store, hope you win a horse? It's a little bit classier than that. We get a large top hat and, and uh, we all put our, we, we go into the convenience store, we uh, buy a lottery ticket, uh, we all do, we put our names on the lottery tickets, we put it in the large hat, uh, we and go to the you... parking lot and we pull one out. Uh, nice. And each one represents a horse. Okay. And wh- what did you draw 18 years ago? I drew number one. I got the best horse. Wow. And that's his name. That's his name. Number best one. Horse. No, no, best, best. best horse. Best horse. Best uh, horse. He's a beautiful... So I imagine a lot of people are betting on your horse down at the track. Well, I mean, it's in its 18th year. It could explode at any time. So people are betting, but at the same time, it could explode during a race, and they often do. 
Oh, it's usually during the race. It's usually during the race. Sometimes it's right after the finish line. I mean, stress is a lot of reasons. I mean, no one understands why a horse explodes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot like um, uh, the uh, birth control. Uh, and why it explodes. Uh, yeah, why it explodes every once in a while. Yeah, we all, anyways, we don't need to get into my sexual you politics. Think, you don't think it's the birth control making these horses explode? I don't think you should be giving it to them in the first place. Well, you know, the, the copper, uh, the copper. what's it called? The, the copper where you put it inside your body? It, well, David we call them police officers over here. Sorry? We call them police officers over here. Oh, yes. I don't know where you're from. Sorry, where are you from? Oh, I'm from, well, I, I grew up in Scarborough. And I had a uh, my own six month internship in Britain, oh, okay. uh, where I picked up the uh, the accent. What were you doing? Oh, just gallyganging around. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> disgusting. Uh, gallyganging, of course, is. Uh, I thought we weren't going to get into your sexual politics. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> we'll leave gallyganging. Well, just this once. <laughs> just this once. Are you sure? Because gallyganging is absolutely the worst thing I could possibly describe. Well, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, gallygagging is when you are uh, a man or a woman. Well, probably a man because it involves a penis. Uh, we'll approach oh! you. Oh, is that well, oh, too much for me? Oh, okay, well, that's wow. fair. Because that is you were right. literally half a percent of a thousand percent on how gross that story gets. Wow, Matt checks out, and that is disgusting. That was a third of a percent. Oh, ugh. say no more. Thank we you. get it. <laughs> you were doing something penis-related over in Britain, and uh, now you're back. Very back. Jockeying it up. And I I can only assume that that fueled your your desire to become an award winning star athlete. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for referring to me as an athlete. A lot of times people uh, don't do that. It's a little. Oh, they, dis- they'll call you like horse jockey. Or they'll just gourd. say they'll just say, oh, you know, you don't really do much. You just won the the lottery to get the best horse, and it's not really like that at all. Did you have to do any training to be a jockey? Well, I was quite small. So, uh, no. And you won no. the lottery. The answer, the answer was no. Oh, okay. The answer is no. The answer is no. But that's still impressive how small you yeah, are. Yeah, you're what, like two foot? I'm a two foot. Two foot what? Oh, no, just two, two, foot. two feet flat. Two foot flat. Yeah. Two I'm one of the feet. smallest uh, uh, jockeys that ever existed. Chance, on the other hand, was seven foot three. Yeah. He, no. <laughs> why did he choose uh, jockeying as his profession? That's why well, he built such a small horse. It was a very was small horse. Some would complain because... Chance would simply lift the horse into his crotch and run the race himself <laughs> and uh, defeat most of the other jockeys. Was, um, some would say that's cheating. I just thought that's the way he did it. So right. he could run faster than most horses. Chance, honestly, was an athlete. He could have won any... Yeah, why didn't he go into, I would say, basketball? Or racing. Well, Running races. <laughs> uh, he's the grandson of Andre the Giant. Um, and after Andre uh, conquered a, a completely non-sport like wrestling, uh, he wanted to see if he can conquer another non-sport like jockeying. In, in his opinion, he was a self-hater. That's one of the things about him that not a lot of people know is that he hated himself. Oh. But sometimes that's a huge driving factor for these celebrities. You know what I mean? That exactly. self-loathing. He, he trained harder than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wow. But he wasn't small. No, he and was that seems to be what training is. Well, well, that's why he trained harder because he had to. <laughs> he had to. Because no one else has to. He started at like eight feet and he just kept knocking himself down. Well, his torso and his arms and his head were all of normal size. It was his legs. His oh. legs themselves were six and a half feet uh, Look, long. He actually he had, had the, the torso uh, and head of a jockey, but then these freakishly long. Uh, it looks a lot like that lamp that's in your. Uh, what I, I guess I could call this a almost den, den, uh, cave, a cave, uh, yeah. kennel, uh, whatever yeah, it is that I'm living in, uh, sitting in right now. Yeah, it's a kennel. Yo, let's it's, go back to the original point. He has long legs. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. And uh, he would have to train in order to keep that horse. 
tucked up in between them. That because that's more difficult than just sitting on top a normal sized horse. Well, yeah, he's kind of got a clench and run. Yeah, it's the old it, clench and run. It was impressive. It was impressive. Honestly, it was impressive. Uh, most people described it as disgusting, uh, horrible to watch. The horse hated it. The horse was screaming the entire race, um, <laughs> and then it exploded. Well, it was pretty disgusting when it exploded. I mean, Chance was pretty excited to try out his new horse, but uh, it was right after the race, and the horse, as per usual, was screaming, uh, and it exploded right between his legs. Uh, luckily, Chance was un- unharmed whatsoever. And unarmed. Unarmed. Well, He had no arms. <laughs> he had no arms. No, no. He had... Uh, <laughs> Made him more aerodynamic, I guess, when, while running. Uh, well, that's what I said. He's the hardest trainer I've ever known, and he removed his arms in the last yeah. final year. Because his dedication. Because <sighs> he's going for that. That's Chance. I feel like it'd be hard to keep balance on top of a horse there. You'd just be flopping around. Well, he, oh, that's right. He, he's not a top yeah, of horse. He's, he's not just a running. Horse. He's just he's running around the track. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> he's got a horse in his pants, or he's happy to see but, us. One, uh, one thing you could say about the horse is the horse had a beautiful singing voice. Or I should say screaming voice. Very much so. Very much like oh. an operatic uh, type of scream. Uh, I felt like the horse could have had a, a career if it had survived longer uh, in the opera or uh, perhaps just as voiceovers for different commercials. Yeah. Uh, well, so need... many commercials are just a long operatic scream. Uh, yes, uh, P- uh, Pizza Nova. We all know that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Nova! Oh, you do know it? Yeah, oh yeah. That's not real. That was beautiful, I don't actually. know if you thought that. <laughs> that seemed too genuine. No, no, no. I know, I, I, I know it's 439-0-0-0 Pizza Nova. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Pizza Nova! Uh-oh, Pizza Nova. Uh-oh, oh, oh. So are you, are you done bullshitting? Yeah, yeah. Or are we getting back to what we're talking about? Oh, we're talking about uh, the death, of course, of, of, uh, of yeah, chance. chance. Yes. Yeah. It so, was a dark. Fine, we'll talk about the murder. Jesus fucking Christ! Dark day for all of the jockeys, really. Uh, so the jockeying world. The, everyone kind of respected Chance. Everyone loved Chance. Wow. He bucked expectations. As a, one of the tallest men on the planet, and also being. Uh, uh, jockeys unbelievable unbelievable so i'm wondering let's figure out who would do this if he was so loved by everyone why would anyone have reason to kill him do we know he was killed did, did he have any wounds I, or I, let, let's talk about the day let's let's, let's set talk. the scene you're in you're in your gates yes we're in race is gates. ready to start everyone's ready and everyone's very nervous because uh chance actually got a new horse uh brand first race uh and the horse was of Normal size. What was its name? Uh, Normal size. Well, that's not going to bode well for No, it didn't because he couldn't use his famous uh, running the race. Wait, he was Uh, actually going to ride a horse for the first time in his life. He was nervous about it. He thought, you know, maybe the key to my success was I was always running. And maybe it had very little to do with the horse tucked between my legs. Now, what was the name of this horse? Was it New Best Horse? Uh, because that's the only way he was going to beat you. Well, right? I mean, it was named New Best Horse. Interesting. So everything was, is going to go his way, in theory. Based, you would assume so. You would assume based so. Based on history. But unfortunately, we he never made the race, and I won it quite easily. So, oh, have you... So you've now beaten the 18-year mark. Well... <laughs> you were the first... That was... Uh, yeah, sure. Yes. So yes, that's incredible. <laughs> yes. I'll take that as a sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, some people don't qualify that race as having counted due to oh, the fact that there were because um, everyone else stopped to help him and you. Oh, well, you there, were, ah, there were just Chance's body parts were all over the track. A lot of the other racers stopped um, 
racing because of... Sorry, his body parts were yeah. all over the track? So, yeah, you, the gates open. What do you see? The gates opened, and uh, I guess it was sort of like a chunkier version of The Shining when the elevators <laughs> opened. It just flew all over the track. Um, puddles, uh, body parts. Uh, I remember crossing the finish line and thinking, is that a foot? And it was. <laughs> so, I have a pretty good eye. <laughs> You can spot can, a foot. Yeah, good job, man. Foot. Thank you. You can spot two feet. Well, I don't yourself. know. I'm thinking maybe I can get into the visual arts or something once I retire. You want to be a painter? I'd love to be a painter. That's so, so inspiring. Thank you. After you won, did you go back to investigate what was actually happening? No. No, you just No, I, I grabbed the reef from the crying woman who was holding it. I put it around my, uh, my neck. Just covered in blood. I never, I never give it to the horse. I let the horse think, oh, maybe next time he'll give it to me. It keeps him motivated. So I put the reef around my face, uh, took a picture, a selfie, and uh, walked home, as I do. And I <laughs> wave to the cars as I go down the highway. I live 22 hours walking distance from the track. But it's a celebratory walk. It feels great. And You're so, so, much so of, tired when you get home. You have such a good rest. So much of your life is spent sitting atop something else. Give those legs a workout. You walk home. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's probably good for you. Thank you. Well, also, we have to take into account he is two feet tall, so it might be a pretty close house. The reef drags. drags everywhere I go across the ground. Uh, Because it's a reef made for a horse. Yes, it's four feet tall. Uh, It's twice the size of me. Um, Occasionally, I try hula hooping with it on my walk. Uh, The most I've gone That's a funny visual. I'm going to say, if I'm a driver and there's a two-foot man on the side of the highway. He's waving to you. Yeah, waving to you and trying to hula hoop a giant reef. Well, I get a lot of honks. Uh, I believe... you also have a sign that says... Yeah, honk, honk if, if I'm hula hooping. Honk yeah. if I'm hula hooping, which, again, the, the, the sign is six feet tall. Uh, so it's... And it's a big sandwich board sign you're trying to wear. Yeah, I'm trying to Your wear. Your house is right next to the racetrack. I walk, a, I walk down the highway and then I walk back. Um, I want to make sure both sides get to see me. Uh, some people have commented to me, I saw you on the way to work and the way back. Um, I'm very impressed. <laughs> because on non-race days, this is all you have to do, really. Oh, it's most of what I do with my life. Uh, that my, and my walking wife... onto streetcars. And... Well, yes. I mean, I walk to the streetcar track every once in a while, and I ride it, and I... You know, sometimes I get arrested, sometimes I don't, and... What uh, what charges are pressed against you? Oh, uh, indecent exposure. Um, I mean, that's mostly it. How about decent exposure? They're like, uh-huh. nice. Well, that's where you have a top hat, and you pull down your pants. Yeah. Oh, well... You didn't need to show us, but uh, it's very nice, regardless. Let the streak continue. <laughs> yeah, we, we have had, I, I have, we've had to explain this to every guest, yeah. but we have had, we are on a constant streak of guests exposing themselves to us, so if it feels good to finally be the one uh, whipping it out. Hey, I'll take the bullet if in the next episode the guest decides to not pull down their pants. I'll do it. Yeah, oh, by the way, we are extremely disappointed in you, Gord. Uh, in what way? Your pants should have been down by now. To well, keep the tradition alive. Maybe if you give me a little bit more of this fireball, I'll get there. <laughs> oh uh, so, yeah, we are still trying to figure out what happened to Chance. Did you talk to fellow competitors who were investigating the body parts? Well, most theories point to voodoo. <laughs> Whose theories are these? Mine. Okay, so most uh, all, of your theories. All my theories, yes. What's your experience with voodoo? Well, Haiti is a country... Correct. Is that where your experiences? That's where my That's experiences have been. With oh, voodoo. have you been to Haiti? No, but it is a country. I skyped a man from there. <laughs> he said he was from Haiti. 
Uh-huh. How did you end up with him as a Skype contact? Oh, I just punch in random numbers and see what comes up. And then I asked this man, oh, what do you know about this murder? And he said, have you heard of voodoo? And he taught me a lot. So taught you how to perform voodoo? Oh, I can perform some voodoo if you have any enemies. Voodoo is a dark art. You don't do voodoo for good. You cannot do voodoo for good. What is the equivalent? What's the good version of voodoo? Oh, math. Yeah, math. Math. (laughs) Happy thoughts. It's just as real and scientific as math. But for evil. But for evil. Right. Okay. Math cannot be used for evil. No. The the atomic bomb was mostly voodoo. Some people think that it involves math or scientists. Someone somewhere had a tiny little bomb that they dropped? Yes, yes. You bury the bomb underneath the uh, porch of your enemy and it explodes within 60 days. Uh, um, I mean, I can go into a lot, but if we have time. I'm not sure. Oh, we do. <laughs> well, okay. Let me paint the picture. Oh, that's Hero- lovely. You do want to be a you painter. You want to be a painter. And Thank you. Let me paint. As you can see. Uh, Describe st- it as you paint. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Hiroshima, 1940. Let's go at five. Uh, the, uh, we were dropping the bomb, so to speak. But what was actually happening is that President Roosevelt himself had snuck into the country. I might be getting my years wrong. President Roosevelt had snuck into the country, and he himself had planted the atomic bomb underneath the porch of uh, the leader of Japan, whose name, I believe, was Grant Woolsey. This is what this man told me on Skype. (laughs) This is where you get all your knowledge now. I rarely leave the computer. Honestly, it's overtaken most of my life. I actually had to drop out well, you of can jockeying. Learn, you can learn a lot of things. From I've learned other so people. many yeah. things. Especially just from calling random numbers. Who knows who you'll What's get? What's this man's name? Sorry. What's this man's name? Yes. Oh, uh, his name's Voodoo Pete. <laughs> he's a white man. He's actually an albino. Okay. Well, he says he's an albino. His dark hair. What's your eyebrows. theory? My theory is that it's Voodoo. <laughs> Most of your theories. Most of my theories are voodoo. Hey, he's kind of taking over your... I think most things are voodoo, though. If you look at anything, if anything that doesn't make sense to you is probably voodoo. I don't know. I fight for the force of math. Really? Yes. Hmm. Well. I'm an art man myself, and that is a lovely painting. You drew a little house there. Thank you. And a couple of little people, and there's a nice happy sun up there with a smile. Yep. Well, that's before the explosion of the atomic bomb. Oh, and there's a little sneaky Roosevelt. Oh, yes. he's oh, up. he's sneaking in he's, the side there. He was a sneaky president. <laughs> That's what no one talks about anymore is how sneaky Roosevelt was. Especially in 1945, he was a, just, oh, he's just sneaking he all so over the place. so sneaky. You'd like walk into the Oval Office, he wouldn't be there, but he'd be under the desk. Yes. Playing yes. a bomb for himself. And that has probably. happened. That happened to my grandfather, actually. Who was your grandfather? My grandfather was Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> Still alive in 1945, some people didn't know. Yeah, well, did you learn that from the Voodoo Pete? I learned a lot from Voodoo Pete. So you you did ask Voodoo Pete about this specific murder. Well, oh, I yeah. usually talk about streetcars a lot, but yes, I asked him about the murder. And what did he know? What what insight did he have? So you for talked him? to him multiple times. I talked to him nearly all the, all every the, day. Yeah. Nearly oh, every I thought you were day. calling different Skype numbers. No, no, this is I was for a long time. Once you found Voodoo Pete. Once though. I found Voodoo Pete, he told me never to call anyone else again. <laughs> Uh, he was also very encouraging of my streetcar desires. And streetcar named Desire. Well, we've made that joke before. 
It's a little on the nose, but it's still it's still very good. It's still very good. Uh, I think we all knew where that one was going. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, yes, his theory is that someone used voodoo to make him explode on the new horse. The horse itself was fine, which was even more oh. confusing. How was it singing voice? This new horse. Uh, it's poor. It's poor. But he wasn't picking it up between his legs. Oh, so it had no it reason scream. to sing. It, it oh, but have it the would, inspiration. It would still scream. He was a large man. He was screaming in pain. Oh, just because of the weight. The weight, yes. Mm. Because he weighed 490 pounds. Oh, wow. Those legs were thick. Tree trunks. was an arm weight. He had no arms. He had branches coming off of his legs. Uh, yes, they were actually made of... of uh, Tree. Tree. <laughs> That's the material. No one, he would never <laughs> tell anyone what type of tree it was. Oh. We all had to assume. Voodoo. And you assume <laughs> I'm was... sure your theory was voodoo. My theory was voodoo. How else do you explain a, how else do you explain a man with tree legs? Uh, voodoo. Voodoo. Thank yeah. you. Math. I see. Not math. I use math. math. Oh. Give me the equation that makes Here tree you go. Legs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Lots of X's and O's here. He was playing tic-tac-toe. Well, I mean, tic-tac-toe is the most math game I know. <laughs> I That almost rhymed. I've been proved. In fact, it did. Ah, a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Voodoo Pete knew that someone made him explode. Did yes. he have any idea who or who would have this power to be able to make someone explode? Voodoo Pete speaks in rhymes oh. and riddles. So I would have to decipher what he said, and I think he knows, but I think he wants me to try to figure out what they are. Well, we can give him a call. You could give him a call. Uh, we're gonna. I have his number. It's tattooed oh. on my stomach. He told me to put it there just in case I ever forget or develop, uh, what's it called? Uh, memento disease. Memento. It's called memento disease. Yes. Yeah. Mementos and Diet Coke. Uh, so what we're going to do is take a break. Uh, and has when it been we... a half hour already? Uh, it has. It, it's been 25 minutes. Oh, well, then we have five more to go. <laughs> we're go- Okay, we're not going to take a break. No, no, we're never mind. stick around. Never mind. I uh, have to go. I have to call Voodoo Pete, actually. I'm feeling a little uh, restless. I need some advice. All right. We'll be right back. And we are back. And Gord is back from making his phone call. Oh, it was a good one. Yeah? What, well, he helped you out? Yeah, he helped me out a lot, actually. What, Heck, what did he say? Uh, he just said, uh, keep it real, keep the feels, leave tomorrow alone. Uh, you can't find a chicken without a bone. It sounds like, you, <laughs> sounds like you don't quite remember it. I mean, you can call him back if you need to. You know what? I didn't remember it. He said something completely different. I don't remember what it was, but it was very soothing and it helped me out a lot. I can call him back if you'd like now. Uh, sure, yeah. We've got a really clear Skype connection here in the studios. Yeah. Oh, that's really? I might never leave then. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you will. You'll leave. You'll leave oh, right after we're done. We'll, we'll, I guess uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. I was wondering when he was going to pull down his pants, and there it is. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've probably seen... Uh, you've probably never seen a more flaccid penis, um, but there we go. There's no blood in there. There's no blood because there's no street. That's a little icicle. Room. It's very cold. I have a disease that makes it the coldest part of my body. And oh, memento also, disease. Memento disease. It actually also emits a gas that's causing your uh, co- your uh, co-host to uh, vomit. Vom- vom- yeah. vomit. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> well, he's... <clears throat> you know, for vitamin water, it doesn't look like it's doing you much good. No, uh, he's lying dead on the floor now. Well... Have you killed Steve? I might have. Uh, it's been oh, known to Gord. kill before. Well, that's why I make love to streetcars, because it kills human beings. <laughs> How is your wife still alive? Uh, she is... Uh, she's alive. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wink. Yes. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Good thing we're not solving her death. Oh, well, let's just say I might never leave. <laughs> no, you will. You'll leave immediately. I'll make sure. Okay. Uh, pull up your pants. All right. Uh, very well. Back you go. Hello? So, sorry. I, I just want to take a break here. Someone's walked in, and they walked right back out. And then we've got Skype up. Hey! I forgot we were doing that. Wow. Does that Was that a Muppet? Yeah, a Muppet. A Muppet walked in, walked for, out. I was looking for couch No, that's okay. I forgot we were doing a Skype call, Muppet. No, Sorry. I was going to be here. Please yes, sit down. Yeah. I'd like your take on the murder. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. So what's your name, Muppet? Uh, I'm looking for Couch Lock. We're going to talk about the X-Files. Is that what they do on Couch Lock? Maybe. I've never known. Who knows? <laughs> but Anthony Suwin's been Long having time, on Muppets first time. You know what? I'm sick of him. Let's get him out of here. Okay, shoot, get out. Is that how this show I'll works? hit him with a broom. Oh, God, my weakness. <laughs> oh. And he turned into a puddle of Muppet. Oh, I'd like to take a drink. Go ahead. <laughs> it tastes like... It tastes like tears. I don't like it at all. Trust me, I've drank in a gallons of tears at a time. And it tastes terrible. Um, now, so my question is why yes. did why, you do this? Why? Thirst, mostly. Oh, Fair enough, and and the, that a, salt really. I was helps. in the desert, and I found a a, a, a crying man, a, a cactus actually, a crying cactus. Oh. I uh, sucked on its tears for a while, and it got me through the day. Well, uh, I think it's time for that Skype call. If you want oh, to bring up your well. computer, let me bring up my computer here. Uh, boop, boop. That's yep. the classic Skype noise we all know and love. Uh, I'll take your word for that, and uh, here we go. Hello. <laughs> Oh, yes. This is a great connection, it sounds like. Yeah. Hello. Uh, oh, my God. Oh. There's Voodoo, a ter- Voodoo Pete. You're calling back again, I see. You're looking for Riddles 3. Oh, yeah, I told you he was good. He's the real deal. Hello, Vo- Voodoo Pete. And who might you be? Oh, uh, Griffin Toplitsky. I see. <laughs> Uh, I, I host this show called uh, Killed to Death. Uh, oh, I know of your show, and I know how it goes. <laughs> uh, oh, so you, you know we saw murders. And I know that it blows. Oh, Whoa, Voodoo Pete. That's a great burn, Voodoo you Pete. You didn't tell me Voodoo Pete was so rude. Oh, he was one of the rudest. <laughs> oh, so not only does he talk in riddles and rhymes, but he'll also make sure to make them rude. Voodoo <laughs> is an evil <laughs> art form. Backed in a corner, I am. <laughs> but that's all right. I was formerly Sam. But then I changed my name when I became Albino. And now here I am, sitting drenched in snow. Not that rude. Well, no, very Fuck rude. you. <laughs> <laughs> very well done. Oh, you guys are high-fiving through the screen. He breaks the rhyme pattern when it's appropriate. That's one of the great things about voodoo is you never see what's coming next. That's what I like about math is you know. I'm a math guy, Pete. I'm sorry. Mm, Math's not for me. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes he just ignores it all together. <laughs> That'll make it easier. So, <laughs> Voodoo Pete, we're talking about the death of Chance McCaven. You heard all about this? Because, from, from of course, here? I've consulted and I've also calmed you during this time of need. Thank you. And he has been very, very calm. Calm as the river stream when you try and watch Netflix. Great. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes he's just terrible. <laughs> Oh, even you're not on board with Voodoo Pete. Well, you know, every relationship has its peaks and valleys. I think we've just reached the valley. <laughs> just right then, though, I'm back on board with everything else he has okay. to say. So, Voodoo Pete, we need to figure out what happened, Chance. Your theory, like Gord's, I'm sure, is Voodoo. There's Voodoo's behind it, but that's not all. There's something else that caused him to fall. Ooh. Oh, okay, what was it? Don't... Don't just give us this. We're here. That's here how he works. That's how he works. It's <laughs> rhymes and riddles. That's how I work and how I operate. Okay. Uh, if you don't like it, but I think it's great. Oh, yes. I'm Oh, back to the peak. <laughs> totally on board. Like the top of a mountain is chilly up here, but that's how it works. I don't make things clear. Oh, yes. Yes. I might never leave. <laughs> Pants back down. He's standing up on a chair. So, Gord, what else would cause a jockey to fall then? What are the main reasons jockeys fall? The main reasons jockeys fall are usually uh, uh, wind, uh, not being properly straddled into the horse, Mm -hmm. uh, an attractive lady waving a handkerchief in the stands. (laughs) That's gotten the best of us. That's the usual. That's actually accounts for 98% of jockey falls. So on this day, was it windy? Was there an attractive lady waving a handkerchief? There was actually one attractive lady waving a handkerchief. Oh. Luckily, I am attracted to streetcars, and there's rarely one waving any sort of napkin while I'm racing. That's why I've won most of the race. But there are streetcars there. They just don't wave. There are, I make sure there's one waiting for me at the end. <laughs> the look in your eye, Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I choose not to judge, for that's not what I do. Instead, look to the lady, for she is a clue. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was pretty blatant. Because I, <laughs> I didn't hear him. Oh, what? Did well, you hear him? People bashed me before, so I thought I'd be helpful. And now here I am. Keeping it real. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gord, there was this lady. Let's look to her. She was a clue, we now know. Mm -hmm. A clue if you believe in voodoo. I I do. Which Gord does. I do. So it's obviously not a clue to you, so you should probably ignore it, shouldn't you, math boy? Why? What are you hiding? But if you like Have you seen this lady before? Yes, I have. Yeah? Where's that, Gord? She's my streetcar operator. So you have a personal streetcar, first of all. I tried to catch hers. Which which route is she on? She's on the Spadina line. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in training. In training, very much so. Uh, a young a young girl, uh, open minded. She lets me do what I need to do on the streetcar. She doesn't alert the authorities. Why not? I guess just open mind or. She's a big fan of the race. 
of your race or streetcar races? No, like, ra- jockeying racing. Oh, okay. Jockey racing. No, she, she doesn't get into the streetcar racing. No, she doesn't. We've seen too many deaths. How many people must die before they outlaw that permanently, honestly? Going back, I think she might have something to do with the murder. Oh, okay. So, how about we talk about her? What, what's her name? Her name is uh, Joyce. Joyce. And, and do you know Joyce, Voodoo Pete? Of course, I know all. Everyone that I see through my crystal ball. Do you mean Skype? Yeah. <laughs> so, but you've talked to Joyce through Skype. Oh, I've dialed her number by accident, some might say, or on purpose in another way. Regardless, you've talked to her. What do, what do you know about Joyce? Mm, I've called her, and we spoken in brief. She spoke of you, and she spoke of a thief. Did Joyce ever talk to you about this thief? I mean, no. No. <laughs> no. N- no. You are getting sweat everywhere, sir. It's mostly uh, condensation from my I- icicle. Icicle dripping, yes, yeah. It's, I, that's, that's what I'll go with. I've told you deep breaths and think of the hills and <laughs> pop your pills. Oh, oh Tylenol 3. <laughs> my, my only friend. Not even Voodoo Pete? Oh. He's more of a mentor, more of a father uh, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi type. Yes, yes. I mean, I assume that's a reference to something, but yes. Oh, do you not get out much to the movies? No, I find them dumb. Why is that? There's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like a horse race, it's just one big splash of adrenaline. That's all you need. I, w- I don't want, a, I don't want a, uh, uh, a beginning, a middle, I suppose, an ending for sure, but no beginning. Okay, so Obi-Wan Kenobi then is from the end of Star Wars. You might be familiar with that. Star Wars. That's the theme song. Really? Yeah. Oh, then yes, I'm definitely familiar with. I didn't realize I wrote the theme song because I wrote a song in the shower yesterday called Star Wars. <laughs> can, I, can I hear some of that? Yep, sure can. Uh, and you just need a beat. It's cats, it's cats, okay, never mind. No, no, cats, I don't need a beat. I don't need a beat. That, that, that didn't help at all. <laughs> that was very detrimental to the song. Okay, I'm, I'm um, sorry. Star Wars, get out of the way. Don't go near it. Ah! <laughs> help! Help! I'm on fire! Ah! No, you didn't actually have to light yourself on fire for this. It is a purely audio medium. My mm, late... You must light yourself if you want to sing a song. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. You heard the man. How often does Voodoo Pete encourage you to light yourself on fire? It's for meditation. All the good monks do it. Would you like to see my legs? Yeah. Pull up. Oh, sorry. I guess keep pull down your pants a bit further. Uh, oh, those are tree trunks. Yes, burned tree trunks. They, yeah, those are charred cinders of a tree. Mm-hmm. That's because every day he gets me to light my legs on fire. I'm not sure that Voodoo Pete is the best influence for you. I'm still here. I'm on the phone. Voodoo Pete, I don't think you're the best influence for him. Okay, you talk directly to me. Yeah. Go on. I think lighting himself on fire might be detrimental to his health. Try and especially guess with what, tree trunk legs. Try and guess what kinds of trees his legs are, I bet Burnt. you. Oh, you got it. <laughs> First guess. Wow. I don't see why you're asking us about the murder. You probably have your own theories. Math. Math. Math is my theory. For someone who likes math and numbers and things, perhaps you should look to their five golden rings. 
Oh, so we're talking Christmas songs. Olympics. Oh, okay. What Christmas song were you thinking of? Five Golden Rings. Never heard of it. No, it's called Five Golden You've Rings. You've sung it in the shower before lighting yourself a flame. Don't act like you didn't after your night with the dame. Streetcar. <laughs> Day, leave, leave dame streetcar out of this. Voodoo Pete, do you have the same uh, streetcar name desire that he does? No, I'm more into buses, but that's neither here nor there. It's right around my underwear. <laughs> no, you pulled your pants down too over Skype. I wanted to keep the streak alive. <laughs> no, we've already had that happen. No, Both I and Gord I, have already pulled down our well, pants. And Steve's over there dead. We could easily pull down his too. I encourage it. Uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, that thing's full of Muppets. <laughs> yeah, no legs at all. It's a series of Muppets under here. All right, get the broom. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I, I'm noticing a trend here. Voodoo Pete, what are your legs made out of? Mm, take a peek and then you can see that my legs are clearly made of bees. <laughs> How do you keep them all together to form your legs? I... Coated these long sticks full of honey, and then come the bees, and then comes the yummy. <laughs> That's an interesting part of that sentence to start the next rhyme. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it's funny that you said, say, math is your theory, because that very day, I saw the number three walking around drunk, muttering to himself. Oh, not the third jockey, the number three. Yeah, the number three itself. It was wearing oh, did, did you make- shades, and it had a small hat on. And handkerchief. And a handkerchief. It, a handkerchief, you can always tell someone is up to no good if they have a handkerchief. Now, what did you make out any of the mutterings of the number three? He said, I'll get him. He'll die today in a huge explosion. You know what? I've, now that I should have thought of that earlier. Some would wonder what I was called at all. Perhaps I should just prolong this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're forgetting, you of speak course, of in the five golden rings. <laughs> you, you speak in riddles. You could just throw any word at the end and it's fine. No. I'm a man of principle. In fact, I used to be. I worked at a school. I taught I grade was the three. <laughs> no. No, but wait, you taught grade three. What do you know of the number three? I knew they were rambunctious and a jostling lot. They all grew up to be jockeys. That's all that I sought. <laughs> you made sure they grew up to be jockeys? That was my plan, my mission of sorts. I forced them to... Develop interests in horses and knots. Wait, were you Mr. Voodoo? The teacher we made fun of for having bees legs? Mr. Pete. (laughs) You made fun of some other teacher named Mr. Voodoo for having bees legs. Oh, yes. I developed these later in life. What were they before? Just Mm, regular sticks? Regular legs that caused me such strife. So you got rid of them. Bees are much better, for bees do not betray like some like people did too. on that fateful day. Oh, like we're, t- we're talking about the day chances. Yes, I brought it back full okay. circle, you see. And yet here we are, 
Talking of bees. Talking of threes, hopefully. Mmm, the suspicious man yes. muttering, of course. Let's <laughs> talk more about his... Borts. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me permission to say whatever I want. So I, I was preferring liberties. you to say actual words, but I, <laughs> I, I suppose sounds is okay as well. Now, Gord, what do you know of Borts? Bortz was three... The man walking around with the number three's name was Bortz. He had a detonation device in his hand and also a picture of uh, of Chance with a big X through it. <laughs> you know, I never thought this was pertinent information to give the police, but now that I think about it, something seems a bit... It's that handkerchief. It's that handkerchief. I you think knew it's the he was smoking gun. Yes. Yeah. Well, also he had a smoking gun. He did have a smoking gun. He tried to shoot Chance several times <laughs> in the back of the head. Uh, he missed. It was it had a silencer on it, so no one saw but me. H- had you seen the number three before? Did Chance ever speak of a number three who would have anything against him? Uh, Chance uh, was a frequent guest on Sesame Street in the 70s. Uh, he, uh, when he was winning most of his races. Uh, and so uh, he had, he'd tried to, uh, tried to shoot several people before when he was on the show. Uh, including the number three. They had a big, uh, big uh, fight on set one day. And Chance was, Chance got the number three fired and no one had heard about from him for over 20 years. That's why on Sesame Street, it would always just go one, two, four, five. That's how I learned my numbers, yeah. Well, I mean, it ruined a generation of children. Like me! Well, I didn't, that's, that's your words, not mine. Uh, okay, so there's a clear motive and clear evidence, and uh, I think we can bring this thing in for a close. Well, here's a question. I'd like to plug something. <laughs> Oh, no, okay. Question and then plug. Oh, uh, I, fuck it. I don't care. I, I want to know what it was. Well, I mean, we know that he exploded, but how did he explode in a sea of blood? There's got to be some sort of voodoo explanation for that. Of course there's voodoo involved. Always is. And so I present to you the biz. Of voodoo. The voodoo That's business. Right. The business of voodoo has always been taught... By me in grade three, so look to the lot. Then, yeah. So you would have had the number three in your class at some point. Mm-hmm. And what <laughs> <laughs> did you teach him the dark arts of voodoo? Everyone was taught the dark arts, of course. That's what I did. You, I was all out of sorts. <laughs> but the number three is math. You, you combined math and voodoo. Which you should never do. Never. And I've never again. But that number three, he's a nasty man. (laughs) Wait, were you Mr. Pete the entire time? Yep. The man we made fun of for having bees legs? That's right. (laughs) It's all coming together. You're piecing it, you see. Dots to dots and threes to threes. Well, uh, I think we've learned a valuable lesson here today, and that's don't, don't m- call me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a question. Uh, what was it you wanted to plug? Ah, oh, that's right. Of course, I was going to plug my show that I do under a rug. And what's that show? It's a Sesame Street knockoff of sorts, where I lay under a rug and I play with some boards. <laughs>
I'm, All of my guests are named Boris. It's quite rare. And I interview them and then oh. I hit the snare and I say a quick joke and everyone laughs and we all have a smoke. Even the gaffs? Yes. It's too, the, it's too long for me to say Bort and Ernie, right? Bort and too much time has passed since Bort he said Sesame Ernie Street and, and Sesame. Yeah, oh, Bort's. but I see what you've done and yeah. you've landed the joke. Ho, ho. There it goes. I'm off for the smoke. As I mentioned before, I'm a smoker, quite addicted. And he logged off Skype. He's gone. Oh, uh, well, I, I guess that's that's been our show. Wait, it- he just walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, here I am. I've come to visit, of course, because I was Skyping from the room of sorts. Well, I, I, it's nice to meet you in person. I can see your bee legs now. Yes, there they are as they flutter about, eating the honey and drinking the spout. (laughs) (laughs) They drank all the beer. Those bees. Uh, They were thirsty bees, weren't they? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a liar. I'm not from Haiti, but I am from... Couchlock. Couchlock, (laughs) and you just got pranked. (laughs) Uh, oh my god, were you Mr. Kutcher the entire time? <laughs> yes, this is my new show. That teacher that I... we made fun of for having bee legs? Yes, it's the new show I wanted to plug. It's called Pranked, and it's featuring me, Austin Kutcher. <laughs> and I say my name wrong. It's part of the gag. That's what I do. I've been caught in a snag. <laughs> well... Here's the thing, you know, if you go back and listen to this episode again... No one ever will, and that's fine by me! There are clues throughout that point to him being Ashton Kutcher the Mm. entire time. Oh, yeah, this is a heavily scripted show. Yes, I don't want to spoil the fun, but there's scripts everywhere, all over the ceiling and floors. Most of those are for that 70s show. I've brought them here, and you can have them, like dough. Thanks, uh, Voodoo Pete. Uh, okay, bye! I, I, I also want to thank uh, Under the Sun for doing our theme song. Uh, I, f- I feel like we've been in this conclusion for several minutes. I want to thank Under the Sun for doing our theme song. I want to thank Tom Shank for lending us his mixer. Thanks, Tom. Uh, and I'm wondering, we actually know a mutual friend, Gord. Uh, Voodoo Pete. I didn't realize you've considered him a friend, but that's very nice. Yeah, I, I was referring to Voodoo Pete, so tell me about all the shows Voodoo Pete's got. Voodoo Pete has several shows. I believe he already plugged them, so I don't know if that's necessary. Okay. Oh, well, we have a separate one. Uh, another friend, I believe. Uh, ah. Matt? M- Mc- oh, something. McCready is his name. But oh, anyways, yeah, right. what, what do you know of him? Well, he does a weekly sketch show called Friday Sketch Live at the Social Capital Theater. He's also producing and hosting a 128-team improv tournament at that theater that's going on every Monday night until possibly the end of time. <laughs> How many teams have gone... Have any been eliminated so far? Yes. Um, uh, I guess uh, 16 have been eliminated. Oh, okay. So you've made a sizable dent in that 128 128- some would say it's driving him slightly insane <laughs> having to go through all this tournament, but it's happening. And what's it called if they if people want to check it's it out called, on Facebook? It's on Facebook. It's called the World's Biggest Improv Tournament, Toronto 2016. Now, is it the world's biggest? Has research been done? R- moderate research has been done. Nothing's been found. No one has sued. 
If you'll excuse me, I have a streetcar to catch. And he just logged off Skype. Goodbye. <laughs> this podcast has been made possible in collaboration with the Wave. Some may say I'll never leave. Ha! You can let us know by following us on Twitter at Waveforum. He drowned. And you can also like us on Facebook and let us know in the comments. You can apply for a show of your very own on our contacts page on our website. We're always looking for people who've got something to say and who want to join the Waveforum forces. Executive producer of Waveforum is Katie Lore, and you can also find out more about our hosts through our website under shows. This is Waveforum.